Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Paradisos, where if you change your thoughts, you can change the world. That is right. That is what right. I am back with another installment with our second guest on Paradisos. Uh, it is Tuesday, and you know what Tuesdays mean from now on. It's introducing guests on Paradisos. So I would like to introduce Paradisos' guest for today. This man is not only a business owner, a photographer, a leader, and a Christian. He is also my brother, someone I can talk to about anything, someone I look up to, and someone who truly believes in trusting trusting the process. Please, please, everyone, get on your feet. Everyone, welcome the creator of WW2C, Mr. Jerry Fertilis. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dennis. Uh, man, your words are far too kind. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be a partake in this conversation. Uh, yeah, man. Thank you. I'm just happy to be here. Thank you. Such an honor, man. Such an honor. Amazing, amazing. Uh, and just a quick mention. It's just like every time I like think about introducing someone, I I have to like remind myself that I'm not on a pod. I'm on a podcast and not like on a talk show. You know how the talk shows are like <laughs> usually like our next guest is. So and so, <laughs> and then the crowd goes wild. So I have to like yeah, keep my composure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. before we get into what we're gonna talk about uh, tonight, please, Jerry, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Yeah, everything that you said. You know, I'm a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I still have a nine to five. I just add on to my dreams. As much as I work for the next person, I try my best to work for myself with my own time. I'm a photographer. I uh, love fashion. And I'm recently a fiance, you know, so that's an amazing uh, personal endeavor of mine. But I'm just the type of person that is trying to grow in every aspect of my life. That's what I think that sums me up the best. And I have a lot of processes that I'm trusting right now. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So today we're going to be talking about trusting the process, like we mentioned. Some of you are probably wondering what that even means. Some of you already know what it means but don't even know where the phrase came from. Well, let me fill you in real quick. According to an article I found from SeekingAlpha.com, trust the process has become a catchphrase in sports. It means sticking to a long-term plan even in the face of bad short-term outcomes. It means sticking mm. to a well-grounded methodology to accomplish a long-term goal, right? Mm. Yeah. So you're mm, probably wondering good. who came up with this term, right? Like, okay, now I know what it means, but where did it even come from? Sam Hinkie, that's who. When Philadelphia 76ers fans chant, trust the process, they are referring to a strategy used by former general manager Sam Hinkie that was, uh, that was implemented when he took over the team before the 2013-14 season. The phrase origin is credited to former 76ers guard Tony uh, Roten, 
I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, who said it in an interview with ESPN's Pablo Torre. I wanted to share a quick clip before we get into Jerry's wonderful stuff of an ESPN film about trusting the process, the life and times of Sam Hinkie. Mm. You ask me, I'll begin to talk about, we should try to keep our end goal in mind, which is to build a championship caliber team in Philly. Um, that won't come overnight. That's not a surprise. The Philadelphia 76ers select Michael Carter-Williams from Syracuse University. There is tanking, which happens near the end of the season when guys start, when teams start shelving their best players, guys get mysterious injuries, all this stuff. Looking at the odds, uh, we're, we're big believers in the process. I would call it sandbagging. And here's some examples. When your best rookie, Nerlens Noel, can come back in February, but you decide he's out for the season, you're sandbagging. Philadelphia 76ers select Joel Embiid. saying of, like, you don't get to the moon by climbing a tree. Well, here's MIT geeks and all his analytics, and that's what they are. They're a bunch of geeks with computers, that, and they're brilliant guys with numbers, not with eye test. You are going to be East Coast bound. <laughs> Philadelphia, they're going to love you. New York, they're going to stop. Oh! Jaleel Okafor will be playing for the New York Knicks. Great. Yeah. I'm ready to see Mo Carmelo and uh, try to win try to win a NBA championship. Philadelphia 76ers select Jaleel Okafor from Duke University. We got money. He's definitely a throwback in, in, in a real way, and I think that causes some discussion. Causes discussion about the, the kinds of things. Um, you know, today's NBA and what that looks like and how he fits within there and, and some people you might hear some people. This man was ruining lives with his inability to build and construct a team. that the number one pick in the 2016 NBA draft goes to the Philadelphia 76. The first pick in the 2016 NBA draft the Philadelphia 76ers select Ben Simmons. Whoa. Any advice for my rookie year? What if I told you losing isn't everything? It's the only thing. So that was a short clip from ESPN 30 for 30, Trust the Process, The Life and ta Times of Sam Hinkie former general manager for the Philadelphia 76ers. So now that we have a bit of uh, info about where this term trust in the process came from, I want to turn the mic over to Jerry and ask him what does trusting, trusting the process mean to you? Just let it roll, please. Uh, trusting the process is, it means everything. You know, a lot of people think about the process, the process to what? Think about a goal at the end of the process more than the actual process. Um, I believe that in the process, our characters develop. You know, we learn a lot about ourselves. You know, the process teaches us our strengths as well as our weaknesses. And I think the knowledge of knowing yourself is one of the greatest strengths that you could ever have. Know what you're good at, know what you're bad at, know where you need help, know where you can improve. And that's something that only the process can teach you. 
like when I try to answer the question for myself, you know, with trust in the process, of course, I have my own business and I'm an entrepreneur. The goal is to one day, you know, be able to employ other people. That means that I'm so financially stable within myself with my own business that I can now help other people. You know, that's the goal. And day in and day out is the process toward that goal. So day in and day out is like, how do I build towards it? You know, how do I become the best version of me to achieve this goal? Because the person that's in the process is very different from the person that's achieved the goal, has achieved the goal. To say that, you know, at the mountaintop or whatever the case may be, that I have conquered this. It's a different person from the person that's in the process, more developed, stronger, uh, more aware of themselves, more aware of the people around them. They have learned how to use the resources and the means to get the job done. And all that is a part of the process. You you know, um, the difference between a million dollars and a millionaire. The million dollars does not make the millionaire. The millionaire makes the million dollars. So if that person was to begin the process again, chances are if they repeat the same process, they'll end up with the same goal. So trusting the process is understanding that the process is working with me, is doing something to me, is teaching me, is building me into the person that is able to achieve the goal. So th- for me, that's what trusting the process is. It's like trusting that whatever I am uh, disciplining myself for and, and being diligent toward is chiseling me to this masterpiece. You get what I'm saying? So it's right. not so much the goal, but, but the person trying to achieve the goal. So then what what characteristics do you need, do you think someone would need in order to fulfill the process or the, the fulfill the trust in that process? What characteristics does someone the, need? I think the, the number one thing is patience. You know, uh, things are not going to go your way a lot of the time. The thing is not like, it's very rare that we set out to do something and everything pans out exactly how you imagined it before. Because if you're trusting your process for something, it's something that you are unfamiliar with. You know, you, you, you're going on an adventure. You're about to learn something that you've never done before. So to imagine how everything would turn out with something that you haven't done before is there, it's almost impossible. So I think just being patient through the good and the bad, you know, when something bad happens, like, okay, cool, let me learn from that. It's like always just being aware as well. So we have patience. We have being aware, being able to analyze what went, right, what went right, what worked for us, and what went wrong, what didn't work for us. You know, um, I think uh, someone that is able to listen and actually hear people out when they give them advice. Mm-hmm. Um, someone that is, that, you know, isn't prideful, but is humble enough to seek help when they need, when, when they know that it's not their strength. Um, so we got patience, we got uh, humble, uh, what else? Um, I think those two things are just like what are two two of the core things, you know. Uh, you just have to really encourage yourself through it. So, uh, I think I think that those are really like patience is absolutely necessary for the process because it's not going to happen overnight. You know, like they say, easy gain, easy loss. You know, easy come, easy go. You know, so, so patience is key. Humility is key. Absolutely. So, would you consider yourself someone who plans to? every detail or someone who's more spontaneous and just kind of like wings it? It depends. Um, 
uh, I'm every detail with the things that I'm good at. You know, if if I'm if I'm taking a picture, I'm gonna look for the details. I'm gonna try to make sure that's perfect. But if it comes time for me to do something new, I'm going to research a little bit, but wing most of it. You know, uh, there there are times where you're gonna have to do something that you've never done before, and the research can't teach you how to do it. It's only by experience that you're gonna learn. So I think right. uh, with me, it's a little bit, it's it's a little bit of both, or a, a lot of both. Right. Yeah. So because you know, there are things that I'm I'm pretty good at, and I learned how to pay attention to the details, and the other things are totally new. So I just go for the 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 meat of the the goal, the, the to accomplish and then stand back and analyze okay cool this worked this didn't work and then you get back to the details so i think both are necessary so the reason i ask is if like you said you 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 when you need to learn something new and when you're going something without any experience you need to sort of be spontaneous obviously so now when it comes when it comes to the aspect of you and needing to plan every detail for example like you launching your business and what you needed to do can you share with us a time if it occurred where and it doesn't need to be about your business but just in life in general where you planned something you wanted it to go a different way but it didn't it so sort of like a two-part question did your faith and trust in the process um sort of diminished in a way and what did you do to sort of get back in line? What did you do to sort of pick yourself up? Did you have someone to pick yourself up? Did you know? Did you have a, a, a technique or something to continue to discipline you, to motivate you, to keep going and trusting the process? Oh, man, that's a good question. Unless uh, <laughs> I have some layers to it. Um, you know, when, when I started my own business, you know, one of the first things I did was drop a business plan. And when a business plan, they asked you the different aspects of the business plan. And one of those things being marketing, of course. And, you you know, you kind of think about what a good way to market, especially with today. You think about social media. As a photographer, you think about the images that you put out to draw people, all these kind of things. And one thing that I learned is that everything has an extent. You know, everything has, you know, everything can go but so far. Right. So once I realized, okay, cool, I, I've exhausted the means that I have, one of the things I had to learn is like, okay, cool, you know, I have to go outside of myself, you know, and um, that's something you have to learn, learn on the fly. It's like, you know, okay, cool, I've reached everybody I can reach. How can I reach more people? I have to go out to a different circle. Right. And I just think that um, when you when you reach your end, you have to remember why you're doing it. You know, when you reach, you know, when you when you come to those points where nothing's going according to plan or, you know, I can't do anymore. I've done everything that I can. You have to remember why you're doing it. Why you, you know, started in the really first place. Exactly. Go back to that and let that, you know, re-encourage you, re-inspire you, even to the point where you start thinking differently. You know, is, is this all about what I can for, for me at that time? I was like, is, there, is it all about what I can do? or what needs to be done, period. Mm. And it, that pushed me to the point where I was like, okay, I need help. I need other people. I need to um, cross-promote. I need to cross-brand. I need to um, get on different platforms, whether it be, you know, because I, I have a fashion blog, mm-hmm. and whether it be, uh, in, in, you know, that was with images, whether it be, okay, going to different routes, all audio and on a podcast, or whether it be on YouTube, whether it be, um 
through through videos, you know, just like, okay, well, who's good at that? Who can I get help from? Who's already moving in those areas, you know? So I had to change my way of thinking, you know, I had to really buckle down and push myself to become something new. And, I, and the, only, the only way I could do that is by, why am I doing this for? Is it only because I want to show off my photography? Is it because, you know, I'm good at this one thing. I just want to do this one thing my whole life. But it's like, okay, cool. What am I willing to push myself to become in order to keep going? What am I willing to push myself to do and reach other people in order to keep going? Because, you know, when you talk about a business, that's like your baby, you know, and you talk about helping, having people help you or uh, having people take part. You're talking about sharing your uh, a part of your, your, your baby. And, you know, you get really, uh, territorial over that you know but you have to ask yourself why am i doing this for like you know you have to remember why you started really go back to that and hopefully push through and again that patience you know that's what it takes whenever you have something great rome isn't built in a day you know people say that you know and i'm sure i'm I'm pretty sure those mistakes about building rome you know uh things fell apart things crumbled down and of course you have somebody saying okay it has to get done and you have you know, people that carry those orders out, but, you know, with Rome being built, it took years beyond people's lifetimes, beyond people being able to work on that project that went beyond lifetime. So the, the visionary had to constantly inspire other people or constantly push people to keep on working. You get what I'm saying? So that's something that we have to do for ourselves. We have to have that diligence to really push ourselves, you know, and where that can, that can come from different places. You know, for me, um, when I lay my head down at night and I'm thinking about giving up, there's a burn in my heart. It's like, you know, it's like opposing everything of who I am. You get what I'm saying? That's what, that's what it is for me. If I think about giving up, I might have that day or, or a week or so, but there comes that point where it's like, who are you? You get what I'm saying? It's like, you know, are you the are you the type of person to give up? If you give up with this, what else are you gonna give up on? You know, you're in the middle of your development. Look how far you came as a person. Not 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 even looking at the business, but as a person, look how far you came. You've done. You've went from being a novice at this, a novice at that, no experience here, and look at yourself now. You're a people's person, able to approach people and tell people your idea, and they be inspired by it and want to contribute to it. You weren't able to do that five, six years ago, you know? And it's all these pieces that come together. You know, you have to really look back and really trust the process. You know, if you're in the middle, you're 50% of the way there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're looking about, you know, the other 50% that needs to be fulfilled, but also appreciate the 50% that has been fulfilled already. You know, look how far you came as a person. Look how how much you've grown, you know? Yeah, don't look at the glass half empty, look at it half full. Exactly. You know, like, you know, that yeah, everything is a process, man. It's just, it's a beautiful thing, something to be admired, you know. But um, I think that just remembering why you started, if, if that reason is good enough, that'll be a reason to have you finish. You get what I'm saying? If, you, if you're, the reason why you started is amazing reason that goes beyond you, it'll push you to finish. And like you said, Rome uh, uh, Rome wasn't built in a day, and also Rome wasn't built alone. You know, people they were they were exactly. many people. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's a team effort, and again, beyond yourself. You know, something outside of yourself. You know. 
And I think something to to remember also about trusting the process. You mentioned, you know, when you lay your head at night, is is you thinking, you know, why did I start this? But it's also like Eric Thomas said, motivational speaker. He says, you know, when you walk in your dream, you allow others to walk in theirs. You know, at the end of the day, it's not yeah. really about us. Yeah. It's about what we can do for the world, what we can do for other people. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that should be a part of your why. You know, if you're doing something just to be just to get rich or if you're doing something just to provide for yourself, you're that's not a good enough reason, I don't believe, because you're going to find other ways to make money. You know, if, you, if you're saying to yourself, OK, I want to become an entrepreneur because I want to become rich, there's going to there's going to be a job that pays you less than uh, your uh, than, than you uh, dream to make, right. but pays you more than what you're making right now that you will settle for right. if it's about the money. Right. But if it's about, you know, allowing other people to be inspired, allowing other people to believe that they can change the world, you know, that's a different kind of drive, you know, because like a part of the reason, like when you lay your head at night, you think about all the people that depend on you, right. you get what I'm saying? That's one of the thoughts that you have, you know, am I really done? If I give up now, then the next person is going to give up. If I give up now, why should anyone else believe that they can accomplish their goals and their dreams? Mm. You know, um, I'm, I, I'm the type. I'm surrounded by people that I'm 28 years old, right? And I'm surrounded by a lot of my peers. And a lot of my peers, you know, um, a lot of them settled. A lot of them are working jobs that they didn't want to work or they dragged their feet to go do. And I think about that. That bothers me. I, you know, that's an aspect of our society where we have these bills. We have to live and we have to settle for some, doing something that we don't love, you know? So every time I lay my head, like, what a time I want to give up. <laughs> I don't just think about myself because I could settle for myself. Right. I can make enough money working in nine to five for myself and live comfortably, but and, and be okay, and you know live an average life. But when I think about you know the people who are watching me and the people that I know have gifts and talents within them, and I've encouraged them in the past to go do something, if I stop now my words fall short. Like, you get what I'm saying? It's right. like, okay, cool. If, if if it didn't work out for him and he was a step uh, or five steps ahead of me, what's going to happen for me? You know, it's like all these things. Like, you know, again, if that reason is good enough, it'll burn in your heart when you want to give up, you know? And when it's beyond you, when you feel like giving up, something will be like, nah, you can't give up because it's not about you, just about you. It's more than you, you know? So, yeah. Like, I'm glad you brought that up because see, that takes the conversation to a whole new level. I'm way more passionate now because that's, that, that's real. You know, a lot of us that have dreams, like real dreams that go beyond finances, like we're, we're thinking about the people, we're thinking about legacy, we're thinking about what this means for the future, we're thinking about what this means for the world, mm -hmm. you know? And because, you know, for us that have these kind of dreams, we see an issue with the world. Okay. And that's where we're gonna leave it for the first part of course because we do need to go to break um thank you again for uh jerry who's at who has joined us for this episode sorry for the erupt cut off there but seems like we are having some technical difficulties but it's okay it's all good we're, we're talking about good stuff good good stuff and it's only going to get better but for now we are going to go to break uh when we come back we're going to talk about what ww2c even means and 
why and how Jerry has implemented trusting the process in that. So when we come back, uh, a lot more good stuff. Stay tuned. Thank you for everyone who's listening to Paradisos, where if you change it, my, I'm sorry. Well, let me back up. Where if you change your thoughts, I always get confused. You can change the world. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back. And I apologize again for that abrupt interruption. We seem to have some technical difficulties, but we are back. If you're just tuning in, which I know you probably aren't because when you listen to a podcast, you listen from the beginning, but we (laughs) are with the creator of WW2C, Jerry Fortillis. Um, Thank you again for for joining me, Jerry. It's been such an honor to just sit down and have a conversation with you, man. Oh, man, I'm enjoying this myself. You know, I'm definitely honored to be here, definitely enjoying this conversation, definitely passionate about it. Amazing, amazing. So um, we were talking about uh, trusting the process and how we need people in our lives and patience and being humble, all good stuff. But now I want to get a little into what WW. 2C means what, what? What does what does that actually stand for, Jerry? Oh, that's that's an acronym that stands for What We Wear to Church. Um, it's all about you know the person, the people, and the the the, the statement itself is supposed to statement in the question of what we wear to church. What do we wear to church? This is what we wear to church. You know, there's no one way that question is answered. There's no one way that statement is made. And it's up to the individual. You know, this is what I wear to church. This is what you wear to church. This is what we wear to church. We just try to show like who these people are, you know, because a lot of times the church can be portrayed on TV and, you know, it could be someone in three piece suit but they're hypocrites, someone with that's holding a leather Bible, but they just have nothing but harsh words. Right. It could be someone with a dress down to their ankles, but they're living another life otherwise, you know? So we just try to show people that aren't showing TV. You know, these aren't these aren't famous people. These aren't popular people. This is just people that's a part of the church and trying to trust their own process themselves, you know? Amazing. And I, I, from the minute you, you pitched me that idea and well, no, I'm lying. You Mm. actually didn't pitch me that idea. So the way that came, that happened, the way I came across what we were to church, the way actually our friendship started was through a mutual friend of my church when I lived back in New York. Oh yeah. And I saw him and that's actually why I got into fashion because a couple of, uh, of guys from my church were just dressing up and I just liked how they dressed. They dressed in ties and slacks and in suits. And I was like, dang, that's dope. I want to start dressing like that. And uh, I would follow them on Instagram and I would see them tagging WW2C. And when I asked them one day, yo, what does that mean? I was like, they was like, oh, what we wear to church. This is, you know, this was my outfit to church. I was like, dang, that's dope. And that's when I got into fashion. And then I think that's when I we met. And then that's where our friendship began. And it's been such an honor for me personally to be working with Jerry and what we wear to church. I helped build Girl, a website that. that's that's on right now, um, which was yeah, truly yeah, an yeah. honor. I have been uh, honored to be featured multiple times on what we wear to church. Again, just a pleasure and honor uh, to be part of such an amazing movement. Because like Jerry said, it's more than just clothes. People, I've actually had a professor when I went um, 
when I was attending uh, LaGuardia Community College back in New York, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, he he was a how can I say he was just someone who just believed in everything who who just liked a little bit of every sort of belief like Christianity, Islam, um, uh, uh, Buddhism. He just he was just one with Earth and one with nature and one with the universe, <laughs> and yeah. uh somehow the conversation came up of you know why he didn't go to church and he what he said was oh i don't like going to church because it's all about uh it's a fashion show where people go dressed up and and i i didn't really respond and i talked about this uh with my brother a couple of weeks ago it's like you always have those moments where you wish you would have said something but you didn't so Mm -hmm. like a few months later a few weeks later you're like dang i wish i would have said this but i mean it just hit me like it's it's really not. It's like, and this is what sort of what what we wear to church is about. It's more than just clothes. Like Jerry said, it's about people. It's about uh, who and what we stand for. It's, it's more than just yeah. what we wear. It's it don't matter what what we look like. Like the word says, it's it's God sees within. God, you know, we were made in His image, no matter what our appearance, outer appearance is. So exactly. And that's what I yeah. mostly love about what we're at a church. Man, it, it feels so great to hear you say the words. It was crazy. It's crazy because um, I think like maybe like three days ago, I was on Facebook. You know how Facebook does the memories yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And, and bro, this, this memory was like seven years old. And it was you, bro. I was just like, yo, son, Dennis looked just totally different. <laughs> it was like one of the first times you uh, you tagged us and, and uh, one of the first times you were featured. And, bro, you just had brown slacks, uh, red uh v-neck sweater button oh, down shirt under it. and I'm, I'm just like yo son this is like this is like i can't believe this is dennis that i'm looking at and it's just it's just great to hear that because you know it, it again that just reminds me of the process like this was a time where you know this before i even had my own uh my own camera you know right. i was taking pictures with my with my iphone you know and it was just uh just just to have people believe in the statement you know, just to have people like, okay, that's amazing. Like, you know, um, it's not about what we wear because, they, you know, this person said, you know, it's like fashion show because everybody dresses up. And it's right. like, you know, what, what do we wear to church is about dressing up, dressing down, dressing left, dressing, dressing right, and just being yourself because, you know, even though some people may not connect, but a lot of people do wear, you know, their fashion statement or their fashion, their sense of style connects with their personalities and their culture and their background. It says a little bit more about who they are, you know, and we just try to use that, use that, you know, um, a lot of people think about, you know, powder blue suits, <laughs> uh, the pink hats or whatever right. the case may be. The alligator just, shoes. Yeah. Hey, with the gators, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you, you just try to show how people really dress the church, you know, like, um, the world's changing and you know the church changing with it and like we are real people we are genuinely real people you know and we just try to show that we know that images can speak a thousand words or even it's, it's that thing that we can't even put into words mm-hmm. you know so we just try to use that to just reach people and i'm just like it is, again it is so great to have you to hear you say those kind of words and here this kind of moment where it's like you know this can help somebody change their mind because a lot of people do have that process it's like that 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 state of mind where saying like you know i don't go to church for this reason or that reason and this is just 
a way to say like, you know, maybe you're wrong. Maybe those thoughts that you had were wrong. Like, I'm sorry that you think like that, you know, but here, here's a different point of view. Here's something else that you could look at that may break some of those stereotypes that you may have about the church, you know, and I'm just happy that that, that what way the church can be a part of that statement. Amazing. Amazing. Right. And it's not, and it's like, what brings us or what brings everyone who who's ever tagged what we wear to church or who's a part of what we wear to church it's not it's not only god that brings us together that we all have in common but it's just like that love for clothes and for fashion and for yeah, exactly, what we wear. exactly you know and that's why it was the emphasis on we right you know it's we anybody can tag and anybody can be a part of this because it's this is our statement you know like when we say this is what we're to church we're saying like you know all right, cool. This, this is not how I dress, but this is the faith I take a part in. Mm. You know, this is a connection that we have. And, you know, this is a love that we have. And I really do believe that, you know, the passions and the, and the things that we like are not by chance, but totally on purpose. God gave us uh, the, the passions that we have. I Like, I remember when um, I first started going to church, I was wearing, you know, Jordans and a snapback. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, I already had my sense of style, I already knew, like, you know, how I wanted to dress. And, you know, the whole idea of, like, church clothes at that time was, like, something that, I, that really bothered me. And, you know, I just, I was so fortunate to have a friend that said, come as you are. And I didn't know what that even meant because I was 17 years old at the time. You know, I was living out in the world. I was doing whatever I wanted to do. But I fell in love with Jesus, you know, and it's the difference between falling in love with Jesus and you know, being a church attending, right. you know. And it's like, okay, cool. So if I love Jesus now, I have to, like, try to learn more about Jesus, put myself around people, that other people that love Jesus. So I don't mean have to go to church. So, you know, the question in my mind, like, what do I wear? I'm just again so happy to have a friend that says just come as you are i didn't understand what that meant at the time but i just learned through their love for me that that means i can genuinely be myself i don't have to wear poles in a slack mm -hmm. and, and slacks and that's something i tried to do for like months and it bought like i'm like this is not who i am I, you know my, my slacks were, were too big my polos were were you know uh um it just wasn't who I was. Right. You know, I just never felt 100% myself until one day. I was like, you know, I was out Saturday night. I was at a barbecue and I was just hanging out. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to like wear, the, I just love the outfit I was wearing. I'm like, right. I feel real comfortable. I was around a lot of people that was from the church and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to wear this tomorrow. <laughs> with the same clothes. But I don't, don't do, don't do it often, but you know, <laughs> I just wore it. And you know, I walked in and I, I wasn't treated any differently. Right. And that meant, that meant the world to me because that means these people actually accept me for who I am, which is the way it should be. And I just reflected the love that Jesus has for us. You get what I'm saying? So um, that, that, that meant, again, that meant a great deal for me. And, and now it's like, okay, cool. I could be fully who I am because the way I dress is a huge part of how I express myself. Right. You get what I'm saying? So now I feel 100% comfortable. And that confident. Was exactly like i'm like this is me you know and uh that was like the first step to what i went to church before anything else before like you know an idea that's what it was i was accepted for who i was by the people that were in the church and that just reflected jesus accepting who i was you get what i'm saying so you know that's what it's all about you know just 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 knowing like you know this is who i am and i could be myself you know church should not be the place that we try to be someone else right. it should not be the place where we try to wear a mask or try to fit in it should be this is who i am through and through 
you know, I'm a mess. Like, you know, I wear ripped jeans, I have holes, like, you know, this just <laughs> represents like my brokenness or something like that. If you want to make that connection, but you know, it's just, it's all about being yourself. It's all about, you know, okay, cool. This is what we have to work with. Like, you know, how can you to bring it back? Like, how can we even start a process if we don't acknowledge a starting point, you know? And it's, and it's so beautiful, so heartwarming to see where an idea came from or, or the idea that, that has fruition into what it has came from someone genuinely loving onto you, just being kind, yeah. showing you love, showing you joy without expecting anything in return. That love, that, that honor that that person showed you one day that told you come as you are, it doesn't matter what you wear, created something yeah. as beautiful and meaningful as what we wear to church, a movement that shows other people that you can come as you are, you can come as, as you dress, no matter what it is, because you are loved by Jesus, no matter what. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, and that's just what I'm trying to recreate for anybody, you know, anybody seeing these pictures, you know, just that experience that I have, like, okay, I can really come as I, I am, you know? And it's like, you know, kind of like a following leader almost like, okay, you did it so I could do it too. Right. You know, that's, you know, it's just leading by example, you know, just, okay. You know, let, 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 let's, let's show everybody that being yourself is starting. It's like, you know, um, with what with the church is not just for the person that's coming into the church asking what should I wear, but people someone that may have been there for decades and they've been wearing what they've been told to wear, but not what they really wanted to wear. You know, for them to see like they may be a part of a church culture where it's like, okay, cool, dress as if you're going to meet the president, which used to be like a common statement in churches. How would you dress if you were meeting the president? That's how you should come to church because you're trying to dress to impress, but it's like, you know, the whole issue with that is, you know, the president doesn't know me. Right. So I, I, I have to, you know, dress in a, in a way that appeals to him. But, you know, those kind of things don't work with Jesus because one, Jesus already knows us inside and out. Knows that we know ourselves too. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And, I don't mean to lie, but I knew where that was going when you said the president doesn't know me. Jeez, man. That's a sermon all in itself right there. I mean, I've been doing this a couple of years, so I have some thoughts, you know, <laughs> I have some thoughts to share. But like, you know, the, the president doesn't know me. So like, of course, I'm going to try to address the appeal to him and what he would like, because, you know, I'm trying to get his attention, whatever the case. But we already have God's attention. He, we were the apple of his eye already, you know, so I don't have to dress like someone else, you know. And it, I was having this conversation with somebody recently, um, and I was saying, like, if if I was invited to the president's house for what I do, if I was invited to the president's house for what with a church, I'm probably not going to wear a suit <laughs> because now he knows me for what I do. Right. Now for me to dress differently, I would be changing, like, you know, like a uh, false advertising. Mm -hmm. you, you already know me. So you know what to expect. You would be changing you know the meaning of what, what you stand for. Exactly. You know, so I'm changing. Uh, uh, I'm I'm not being myself. I'm 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 changing. Like you know, like this is what I'm. You you already appreciate what I do, so now I'm going to try to impress you more, or or try to. You, you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If I'm invited for what you know of me, I'm going to stick to it. Right. You get what I'm saying? Because that's why and you I'm were invited. Exactly, and and you know, like you know, people say a Sunday best 
you know, uh, where you're best. And different that means different things for different people. Like, you know, some people may not have a suit in their closet, so their best might be a T-shirt mm-hmm. and jeans. You get what I'm saying? That's their best. That's the best that they have. That's what makes them feel happy. That's what makes them feel confident. That's what makes them, that's what puts a smile on their face. And for someone to say, like, you know, that's not good enough, where is that coming from? Right. You get what I'm saying? Why isn't it good enough for us? You know, you always have to ask the why. You know, because I've been in a place where, like, you know, um, I saw somebody, an old, a old friend of mine, and, you know, and I was 100% right in my approach. But, you know, I saw pictures of him going to the club, and then I saw him in church. And it's just like, you know, bro, I know you dress better than that. But where do you feel happy going? Because when you're happy to go someplace, you pick out your outfit. Right. You get what I'm saying? You're picking out, you're picking out pieces. You know, so if you're happy going to church, you're gonna feel like your best. Right. If you're excited, you know, you're gonna pull out your best. But if you're excited to go elsewhere, you can do something elsewhere. That's something I didn't understand at the time. You know, if you don't want to be someplace, you're probably gonna pull out your sweats and an old dingy tee. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? But if you want to be somewhere, you're gonna pull out your best, and no one else can determine what that best is. You get what I'm saying? But you. But you. That's a that's a statement of the heart. What is your best? You get what I'm saying? So I can't say that for you, but like again, it's all about putting your best foot forward and that being your best. No one can say that's not my best, so therefore it cannot be your best. It's just saying like this is the best I got. Right. I'm happy. I'm confident. I'm I'm happy to be here, you know? And I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for this experience. You know, like imagine like you're going to a wedding. People pick out their outfits months in advance. Or right. Somebody may be last minute running through the mall. No, I need a new pair of shoes or whatever. They get their and, suits and tailored. Try... Exactly. It's so much preparation. It's like, you know, that's because you really care about where you're going. You get what I'm saying? You 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 want to look good. And that's just the excitement that we have for church. You know, that's just the excitement that we have for going in and, and, and learning about ourselves, learning about God and, you know, progressively becoming who we're supposed to be, you know, and we just try to capture that, you know, um, it's crazy because, you know, some people dress up for my blog. I, I hate to say, it, but it's true. And some people look to, for, for me to take their pictures mm-hmm. and I'm and there, there are a lot of the times where I could, I could see that. And I don't take the pictures because if you're dressing up for the blog, you're, you're totally missing the point. Right. You're totally missing all of it, you know, because I want you to be, I want to catch people when they're happy to just be where they are right. and they look like it. You get what I'm saying? Because it, it, it the, the, the position of your heart is just different when you're dressing up for a blog versus when you're dressing up to go to church or with something you're, you're happy for to be at. You know, that's why I love meeting strangers because they don't know. Right. They have no idea. You know, they have no idea what I'm about to ask them or yeah. I'm about to take their picture for this reason, you know? Amazing. But yeah. So so in what way does what we wear to church embody the term trusting the process? Oh, man. Um, I could, I'm going to try to answer that generally and try <laughs> to answer that for myself. Generally, you know, these are all people and they believed enough to wake up on a day and go to church and believe God for something, you know? So they're believing God, whether it be for salvation, whether it be for a miracle, like somebody maybe may have cancer, someone, you know, they may be uh, 
in school studying to become something that they dream that they could help the world. Someone might be going and praying for a friend, someone else's salvation, whatever the case may be. But they woke up and decided to go to a place that builds their faith, unite towards something. And I think that's a process. You know, that's, you know, um, it, some things happen in a blink of, of an eye. Some things happen over years. But it's all a process. And I think that catching people believing for something, going to a place that gives them hope, you know, in their process is what their church represents. You know, they, they, they're choosing to believe. Believing is a process, you know. It's a day-to-day thing. It's a day-to-day choice to put your hope in something, you know. Um, and, you know, they have hope. That brings them happiness. And they dress like it. They dress like they're happy to go there. They dress like they, you know, are, are, they want to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that where the church captures that a little bit. As far as for me, um, this is my process and how I add to the world and try to leave it in a better condition than how I found it. Um, for me, one day I would hope that this is my bread and butter and I am able to help other people dream their dream you know this is my dream you know and it's not it hasn't reached for all the four corners of the world yet and i'm very much in my process and you know they're there i've been doing this since 2011 and at this point it's going to be eight years and it, it has gone beyond what i imagined it in some ways in other ways it has fallen short or it isn't there yet and there are, i can't count how many times i wanted to give up how many times I wanted to stop because this, it requires a great deal of dedication. I literally go to my church at 1030 on a Sunday, and then I go to other churches for the remainder of a Sunday. A lot of people, you know, after church, they go home and they rest mm-hmm. or, you know, they, 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 they eat, you know, eat good and, and sleep. And I sacrifice those kind of things to help other people and to, to build towards this dream. Um, so there's many a times where I want to give up. I want to take the easy route, but I looked up how I developed as an individual, as a character, how my faith was stretched, how I've seen God in different, in a different way, um, because I'm actually walking my faith. I don't know what that, what the next day brings with this, what the next two years brings with this, the next decade brings with this, but I'm just continually to walk and that requires a certain level of faith a certain level of okay god i don't know what i'm doing right now but i'm gonna try this new thing Mm -hmm. you know i I wasn't a photographer at the beginning of this i wasn't a business owner at the the beginning of this i wasn't an entrepreneur at the beginning of this i was a shy person i wasn't comfortable approaching people i wasn't able to uh pitch my 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 um you know, elevator pitch. I wasn't able to to, to to tell people a vision at the beginning of this. I wasn't able to encourage strangers, you know, at the beginning of this. But these are things that I learned through the process, you know? So I, I'm not the same person I was eight years ago in 2011, but nine years ago, like, yeah, eight years ago in 2011. And that's the process. Eight years ago, eight years from now, I'll be a totally different person. Right because I'm choosing to trust the process. And I don't know if I'll ever reach the goal of being able to have what we church be a familiar statement 
to people all over the world. I'm not sure if that would be the case. I'm not sure if I'll be able to change the world and how people view other people. But I do know that Jerry will be a better man. I do know that Jerry will be a more complete man that will be able to do a job. You know, if this makes millions, cool. And Jerry will be a millionaire that knows how to make millions. That will help other people make millions. That will help millionaires help people that don't have millions, Mm -hmm. you know? But it's it's all a part of the process. Absolutely. So does trusting the process always work? And if not, what does one need to do to make it work? I think we kind of answered it because when I asked you before about what characteristics someone needs, you mentioned patience and uh, uh, humility and all the little things. But does trusting the process always work? I think I, um, in order to answer this question, I want to uh, uh, define what humility is. Um, humility is not being timid. It's not being quiet. It's not um, letting people slide or walk all over you. Humility right. is knowing who you are, knowing. So humility is all about relationships, right? And we have three relationships in our lives. We have a relationship with God, a relationship with ourselves, and a relationship with other people. Mm-hmm. And humility plays a factor in each with God, you're recognizing creator and creation. Mm-hmm. I'm creation and he's a creator. So I have to go to him to understand what my purpose is. I have to know who I am and what I am made for mm-hmm. in order to be humble. Yeah. Right? Once I have that, I'm able to love myself and appreciate myself because a lot of people look at, compare themselves to other people right. and, 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 and see their weaknesses and strengths. But that, that, that right there, the comparison to another person is the opposite of humility. Well, humility is being aware of yourself according to who you're supposed to be right. by yourself. And you so only find that to. by asking God what your purpose is. Exactly. By, and you, you know, once you realize what your purpose is, you begin to love yourself and you begin to understand yourself a whole lot better. Why you're passionate about, about certain things, why you are bothered by others. And then you have a relationship with people. You see, that that brings back the comparison thing. If you're not busy comparing yourself to another person, you have you'll be a lot more able to help and serve them. Because if God is the creator and 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 He created us, He created us for a purpose. And no matter what your purpose is, your purpose is to help people, right. just in different forms. That's what it's gonna be. So once you realize that you're you're, you're there to help a person, you you're, you're not gonna try to be like them. You're not going to try to be better than them. You're not going to try to, to, to prove yourself to anybody. You're just going to be, you're going to live out your purpose and serve. So when you have that, right, when you have that understanding, that is how you trust the process because you're understanding like, okay, cool. Creation creator. I am living out my purpose. You know, the, 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 I think that's so crucial into trusting the process. Because um, if your process is to reach this goal that's attached to your purpose, you know that it will happen. Because w- w- if your creation, say if I'm a screwdriver, right? It's not the screwdriver's job to screw in a nail. It is the person holding the screwdriver to, to screw in the nail. Right. You just got to be a good screwdriver. You just right. got to make sure that you're attached well. You know, you're not out here trying to be a hammer. Right. You're not trying to, you, you get what I'm saying? So if you allow yourself to be used, it takes a whole lot less pressure off of you. So when it comes to the process, you're not depending on yourself mm. for the process. So let's like, okay, when things fail, all right, cool. 
that failed. Why did it fail? It's not all up to me. I'm Learn not a failure me. if this thing. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? It's like, okay, cool. I'm not a failure from this one moment where I failed. You get what I'm saying? Okay, cool. Let me go back and go reattach myself to my purpose and remember why I started. You get what I'm saying? Go back to that starting point. Like, okay, what have I created to be? What am I supposed to be doing here? And reevaluate yourself. I think that's just, you know, just that how do you continue to trust the process? Admitting, like, I don't know what's happening right now. Admitting things don't look good right now. Because right. a lot of people try to run over a failure. Because a lot of people try to ignore a failure. That's not what you're supposed to do. Okay, cool. Things are not good right now. Let me reevaluate. Let me remember why I started. Let me remember my purpose. And let me remember what I'm created for. And reattach this thing. Let me change my point of view a little bit. Take those times, those moments to really breathe and reflect. A lot of people just go, go, and go. And, you know, stopping sometimes can be a part of the process. You, a lot of people think about a process as constant progression. Mm-hmm. No, the process is whatever it takes to get to the goal. Sometimes you have to stop. Sometimes you have to go backwards. Sometimes you have sometimes to reevaluate. To, yeah, sometimes you have to redo, you know, but it's, again, whatever puts you in the best position to continue. Yeah, I think that. That's the best. I can answer the question according to my experiences, man. Amazing, and I, I definitely agree. And it's, and it's now that I think of it, it's, it's so funny that this is the topic that we chose to talk about because I'm actually reading a book by Jim Collins called "Good to Great." Amazing book about how good to great mm. about how that moderate to good companies went from being just moderate, just getting by, just doing good, to going from great to becoming great, successful, prosperous companies. And, and it's just so crazy because it, it, it all starts with one. It all starts with one idea. It all starts with one person wanting to wanting more, wanting to want more. And sometimes I think people misconstrued because I've had uh, uh, numerous converse, conversations with people and it's just like, I'm comfortable where I am. I That's just the mm. type of person that I've always been. I, I was raised to get an education, get a good job, and then that's it. And then they just, you know, and, mm. and, and that's all that it is for life. But I, I've i taught myself and I've learned that it's it's not only that. I, I And I think that's why I, I can confidently say that I've been successful in life because I've never settled. Like you said earlier, I've never, you know, I've, I've had to settle sometimes, but I've never stayed stuck in that settlement if it, you mm-hmm. could say uh i've never been just comfortable i've always wanted more i've always wanted to do something different i've always wanted to learn something new and that's why i consider yeah. myself uh i heard this term years ago and it's multi-potentialite and I, ju- I just love that word because it's because it's always pushed me to want to continue to learn more to do more to be able to to accomplish more and i just feel like people need to understand that you can't be comfortable in your current situation god didn't call you to be just comfortable god called you to continue to fulfill your destiny and your purpose and it's it's about finding out what that purpose is and once you like jerry said once you find out what that purpose is it's fulfilling it it's continuing to want more it's continuing to keep pushing and no matter and that's what i love about 
certain people who just aren't comfortable because it's so much easier to pick yourself up when you hit a brick wall, when you you come across an obstacle, when you're in that trusting the process phase because people yeah. who are not comfortable are just going to like brush it off and you'd be like, you know what, that's nothing. I've been through tougher times. I've seen people who have exactly. been through certain times, so to, through tougher times. So I'm just going to pick myself up. I'm going to trust the process and I'm going to understand that it's not about me. It's about the world it's about people around me who look up to me who who i've spoke like jerry said who who i've spoken to who i've who i've tried to motivate and try to lift up but then i'm gonna fall back and be like you know what i'm not gonna fulfill my dreams i'm not gonna follow my dreams i'm just gonna i'm just gonna settle for a nine to five and be happy with it and just live comfortable and that that's I don't agree with it, and I'm never gonna live my life like that. And I'm sure Jerry isn't gonna live his life like that either. So absolutely not. And I just love that. I, I just love that you brought up the word comfort because you know that's pe- a lot of people li- like try to live their life for. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Just like you said, get that degree, get that job to to live comfortably. And you know, um, growth doesn't come in a comfort zone. It's like somebody broke it down the analogy to me. It's like you know when you have a flower. It's in a flower pot, right? There comes a point where the flower outgrows that pot. So it, it reaches its maximum growth in that pot. Right. And it's like, it's, it stays there. But this flower could be so much more beautiful if uprooted from that pot right. and put into a new place. If you put into a full-grown garden or whether it be a bigger pot. But that growth doesn't happen in that pot. It has yep. to be removed from that place. And it's like, um, if we're going to talk about like the Bible, we're going to talk about the faith in terms of comfort, right? And, you know, a lot of motivation speakers says that, you know, um, um, our dreams outside of our comfort zone, which is true. But like I, one thing that I've learned uh, is that the Holy Spirit is known to be the comforter, right? Right. You won't need a comforter unless you knew you're going to be uncomfortable. Ooh. So if God is the creator, right? If God is the creator, he knew that you would need a comforter. And that would be for a certain reason. And there was a, 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 a good time ago where somebody was spoken into my life, do not quench the Holy Spirit. That means do not hold it back. Do not contain it. Do not put it in a box, right? So the way that I contain the Holy Spirit is by staying in my comfort zone. Because if I'm in my comfort zone, there's no need for the Holy Spirit. Once I step outside of my comfort zone into something I do not know, something I I, I don't feel comfortable doing. Or don't understand. Or don't understand. That's when the Holy Spirit will comfort me. So even outside my comfort zone, I will be comforted. The, 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 The best way for the Holy Spirit to operate is the further I am away from my comfort zone. So you have a lot of Christians that are out here taking the safe route, even 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 in church. Think about church, right? And you have people that say they have a calling on their lives, but they fulfill their calling according to what they've seen before. Mm. And with seeing something lets you know that it's achievable, right? There's a blueprint for you can ask that person how to do it, and you go take that comfortable route. But the true when you're called by God, there's going to be some times where you do something that's never been done before. So when you do that thing that's never been done before, that's when the Holy Spirit is going to be like, all right, cool, I'm operating. So when somebody says, I'm called by God, some people are like, all right, cool, you're called to do what? They, 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 they look to what they see in the church already. Right. So some people go with 
singing. Some people go with uh, a pat, uh, um, preaching. Some people go with dancing, maybe anything that they see. But what if God is, come to, is asking for something totally, completely new? Yep. Something that hasn't been seen before. Something that or has been seen as not good. You get what I'm saying? Or not enough. That, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, what about those things? What about like, that's what requires the Holy Spirit. Something totally new. Something completely different. Something that's out of the normal. You get what I'm saying? And it's just like, okay, cool. So this idea of the Holy Spirit, right? This idea of being able to do something crazy. You know, and, and I think that that term is something that looked upon, looked down upon that, that, that crazy, that, you know, he's out here wilding. And it's like one time, um, Carl Lentz always says, if you tell your friends about your dreams and they don't say that you're crazy, you're not dreaming. Big right, enough. right, right. You get what I'm saying? Well, and, and, and for the dreamers out there, for the dreamers that are listening, what are those dreams that you're not telling somebody because you're afraid that they're going to look at you in a different type of way? Like, you're, you know, you're crazy. That's probably what God is calling you for. Right. That's probably a part of your purpose. That's probably part of, a part of what you're created for. And you're having some trouble finding a job that you love, or you're having some trouble uh, uh, finding where you fit in, is because you're not supposed to fit in. Right. You don't have a place to fit in. You're supposed to create that place for you, for you, for yourself. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Let, let's continue to push that envelope. Let's continue to grow. Let's continue to trust this process here, because you know, this is the only way that we can actually change the world. The world is a very ugly and dark place, and that's only because people were comfortable with it. That's it. Without, that's it. Without a doubt. And touching a little bit about dreams is just a, just a quick thing. It's just if your dreams don't scare you, they aren't big enough. Yeah, period. And, and that's... Yeah. Go ahead. It, it's like, you know, it, it, that's really what it is. And like, um, that's what's going to push you to grow, you know, because at one end is like, I can't do this. The other end is I have to do this because of that burning, because of, the, of, of that, you know, this is bigger than me. And that's what's going to push you to grow. If, 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 if this is too big for you, that means you're probably in, in trusting this process. You're going to grow to be able to handle more right. i'm not gonna say to handle all of it because you're always gonna need help right. there's gonna be like if you have a, a, a great dream and a great vision there's gonna be a community of people to help you there's gonna be a, a group of people to help you you cannot do it by yourself but mm. that's what a growth is you know and, and it's just all around beautiful it's all around great but like comfort zones and comfortability is it's really an enemy to dreams it's really an enemy to um, trusting the, the process of the world. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, um, it, it, I won't say there's nothing good that comes out of comfort, <laughs> being comfortable, but it's very rare. It's extremely rare. So if you feel comfortable right now, you know, and you, you probably need to start asking for more. And some people, some people have that built in them and some mm -hmm. people just don't, you know, I'm not going to say that you need this to be a better person or anything like that, but though, I'm talking to a particular person or people that, know that settling isn't where it's at that's not what they're called to do being just average and being just comfortable and you know man go for it go for it please do go for it like you can have my information 
Um, I'm very reachable. I'm you can ask me anything. I'm not there, I but bro, by any means I will get there. I will get to that place as long as I'm breathing. What even if my my vision outlives me, the vision will go on and the thing will continue. Like that's 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 a promise. That's something I'm saying straight out loud right now. That, you know, what I am doing, what I've committed myself to will bear fruit, period. Because I trust the process. With, without a doubt, I mean, there's there's nothing more to say. Um, we are out of time, sadly. I mean, me and Jerry, we've had longer talks than this, and I, I'm sure we oh, yeah. can we can have a, a a longer podcast episode than this. But we are running um out of time. So I mean, before we go, any final thoughts, Jerry? Please. Ah uh, man, uh, I'm here for you guys. Um. You can www the number two C on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook, whatever. And I'm here for you guys. If you guys have questions or whatever, just want to take a look at what we what we do. Um, it's all about the dreams that will change the world. And I'm here for you guys just as much as Dennis is here for you guys. And I would love to be a resource for you guys. I'll give you my expertise or the connections that I have. But I want to like let's change the world. Period. Let's do it. To change the world there's no reason why we can't you know periods definitely definitely and don't forget to follow uh uh jerry like he said ww the number two c on instagram uh download the 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 what we wear to church app i mean oh yeah 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 definitely download that. <laughs> like and i'm surprised you didn't mention that dog that. oh man you know uh this guy's so caught up in the process <laughs> uh but yeah if you type uh, iPhone, uh, Google Play, just type in what we were, the number two church, and it'll pop right up. Um, it'll be a little something for us to inspire you day by day and to help you build and continue with 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 your process. And um, yeah, even you could even reach us through that, you know. But we are here for you. We're here to serve you. We're here to help you. And let's change the world for real. Like if you if you download the, the app, you will see. You know what I mean by I'm all in into the dream. I'm all in into the vision. And it's just getting started. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Jerry, thank you so much again, man, for joining me. Oh, I really, really do appreciate it. Like I said, Jerry Fortillis, everyone, uh, not only uh, uh, a leader, uh, a Christian, a business owner, a photographer, but my brother, someone I can talk to about anything. Uh, someone I look up to dearly, someone who truly, truly has instilled in his own life the phrase trusting the process. Jerry, thank yes, you yes. again. Man, thank you, man. I really appreciate this. Nothing like a good talk about something you're passionate about. Thank you for the platform. And I mean, I just look to being invited again. I'm always here for it, Dennis. If they ask for me, you better tell me that they ask oh, you for definitely. me. Oh, right? definitely. So, We're we'll so definitely having a part two. All right, cool. That sounds good, man. That sounds good. Again, thank you so much. Thank you for everyone who, who tuned in uh, to listen to tonight's uh, Paradisos uh, Tuesday show with our wonderful guest. Uh, please, please, like I ask every single week, uh, feel free to support this amazing podcast. Well, what I hope to be an amazing podcast. I truly, my brother and I just truly just want to continue to spread love, to spread happiness, to spread uh, kindness, empathy, uh, knowledge to everyone. Just so 
we understand that our thoughts contribute to who we are, to what we do, and to the way we see the world. And that's all that we want to continue doing. So please, uh, if you can support uh, the podcast, you just have to go to www.anchor.fm slash slash support. And it's an, it's as easy as that. You can choose from 99 cents up to 10 bucks a month. It's basically free. It's a monthly payment. And that just helps us to continue to develop this podcast, the quality, the uh, we want to introduce videos soon, and it, it, we just continue to grow each other, and we continue to be able to provide information to you guys. Uh, please don't forget to subscribe, like, share with everyone, with everyone who, who needs to hear this, because uh, like Jerry says, this is trusting the process is something that is crucial in everyone's life and in any career and in any industry that we need to instill in our lives. Not only us, but something we didn't touch base on, which in the future we will, is in our children. We don't have children ourselves, but that's something that we Amen. need to understand that we need to instill that that philosophy in our children and and show them that it's okay if you're going through something, just trust God and trust the process. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent agree. This whole topic on its own. Without a doubt, without a doubt. So again, thank you until next time, my beautiful, beautiful, wonderful people. God bless you all. Good night. I love you until next time. <laughs>